Welcome to the Bridge Church. Our hope is that God will speak to you through this sermon, and you will walk closer with Him in your daily life. Enjoy the message, and God bless. Welcome to the Bridge Church. My name is Chris Davenport. I get to be the pastor here. Look, I'm so pumped about this message. We're just going to dive right on in. So go ahead and turn your Bibles to 2 John. If you don't own a Bible, that's okay. Please message us. Put it in the comments. Whatever you want to do to let me know, please let me know so I can send that to you. Um, also, if you own a Bible and you're just like, I don't really know how to navigate through this, um, there's a table of contents and there's a Old Testament and a New Testament. You just turn to the New Testament and there you will find 2 John. Um, Also, the words will appear on the screen and so you can find them there. So we've been walking through this amazing series called what? Learning to Walk. Put learning to walk in the comments. Learning to walk. And it's been an amazing series where we just really just been learning to walk with Christ. So we've been learning how to uh, walk in light. And we've been learning how to walk in truth. And we've been learning how to walk in confidence and, and walking in assurance. And today, looking at 2 John, we'll be learning how to walk in joy. Learning how to walk in joy. So let's look at this Second John and we're starting in verse one. It says this, the elder to the lady chosen by God and to her children whom I love in the truth. Hey, every time I say truth, I want you to say truth out loud at the same time. I want you to underline this, circle this, highlight this. So, so let's do this again. To the elder, or the elder, to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth. That's right. And not I only, but also all who know the truth. Because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. Verse 5. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. He's pointing back to 1 John where we've been studying and looking at. And so he says, and now, dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love. I want you to circle love, underline love, highlight love, type love in the comments. I ask that we love one another. Verse six. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. And you have heard from the beginning. His command is this, that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but you you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father 
and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, what teaching? That Jesus is God. And do not take them into your house or welcome them. Verse 11. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. This, this next sentence is really how I care for y'all, like for real. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face. I'm so over this COVID and social distance thing. Like, I just want to see you all face to face. And this is why. So that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister who is chosen by God send their greetings. Let's pray over scripture. Father God, thank you so much uh, for this day. God, thank you for the opportunity that we can just come to you uh, through prayer. God, just pray that this, this message um, will speak hope and will speak joy and, and, and bring encouragement to whoever's watching it. God, I pray that if there are people that are, are watching in, tuning in, that, that don't have a relationship with you, I pray that today is the day of salvation and that we will see life change for them. I just thank you for your word. I pray that we don't take it for granted, that we are daily learning from it and reading from it. God, I pray that you speak through me. I pray that you speak through me as you always have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what is happening? Well, the writer, right, is John. John is the author of 2 John. John has written the Gospel of John. He's written 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Revelation. John is one of the 12 disciples that was walking with Jesus. John uses this word, elder. This, this word elder, it indicates his age spiritually, and, and he's, he's spiritually mature, physically mature. He has spiritual authority over the lady and her children. His strength is being a personal eyewitness to the life of Jesus and all he taught. And he's writing to this elect lady. Now, let me be honest with you. I, I don't know if this, this lady is um, um, a, a symbolism or, or synonymous to a church and a church body, or if this lady is, is someone that is hosting a church uh, in her home. But what I do know about this lady, she is awesome. Like I want you to type awesome in the comments. Like this lady is amazing. She knew how to live a life that was full of joy. She knew what it took to live a life that was exuberant and, and full of satisfaction. Like she was caring and she was hospitable. She discipled well, making sure even her children was walking in a way that brought them joy. And her day didn't look like depression or, or stress or anxiety, but it consisted in walking in complete joy. And if I'm honest with you, this is what I want for our community. Like This is what I want for our nation. This is what I want for our world. That we will be walking in complete joy. That's our big idea today. Your big idea today is to walk in complete joy. I, I want you to place that in the comments. To walk in complete joy. 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 
joy is just having this constant satisfaction and, and fulfillment. Like no matter what is happening around you, no matter what the chaos is that's happening around you, that you just have just satisfaction and fulfillment to know that everything is going to be okay. It's this moment that you are just trusting and relying in Jesus. So John writes to her because even in the midst of, of this, John has a concern. And his concern is that some people would come and take her joy, that there will be people that may come and try to rob her from her joy, that that may be people that will come and distract her from walking in complete joy. And he begins to talk about this distraction, which is where we'll begin the bulk of our time today is in verses 7, 10 and 11. He says this in verse 7. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. So these deceivers were people that were saying Jesus wasn't God. So he's saying like, like, um, I say this because many deceivers, those who said that Jesus wasn't God, he would acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh and they have gone out into the world. And he says this about them. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. And verse 10 says, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, what teaching that Jesus is God, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. And so their distraction um, from walking in joy is that there is a deceiver that will try to come and rob or take away truth from them to deceive them, to walk in a way that would lead her and her church uh, towards distress, towards anxiety, towards frustrations, towards destruction, towards eventually death. And it may relate something like this, like what if. Someone came into your home and said, look, you have not been eating healthy. And this is the right way to eat healthy. Eat nothing but sweets. So for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all you're eating is sweets. You find a status, you'll get satisfaction out this. You'll feel full about this. And they're like, actually, I want to go ahead and design, design a meal plan for you. So for breakfast, you eat chocolate cake. So you wake up in the morning, like I have chocolate cake ready for you. And then for lunch, it's like, oh, do you like sandwiches? Oh, I got ice cream sandwiches. Like for lunch, you get ice cream sandwiches. And then for dinner, you get pecan pie. Ooh, pecan pie. And, and yes, the, the right word is pecan, not pecan, uh, by the way. But if they come to you and try to convince you like that, this is a healthy lifestyle, that this is satisfaction, this would bring false joy like it sounds good right especially to kids and what if they were to tell you that if you ate cake every day for the rest of your life it would actually help you lose calories like you would know that this would probably give you stomach aches that this would probably not be true you'll have cavities and it's really unhealthy and it doesn't satisfy. But the real food is like steak and as asparagus, right? And carrots. Yeah, yeah, that satisfies. So here's the issue. These are baby Christians. And the elder has to watch over them to make sure that they are being fed truth so they can continue walking in joy. 
These deceivers wanted to leave them hopeless. They wanted to feed them something that didn't really satisfy, that didn't bring them joy. There are people going around sharing lies about who Jesus actually is. They were trying to manipulate the church. They were coming as wolves in sheep clothing. They just wanted the authority. They wanted the keys to the castle. They wanted to be in the driver's seat. And they wanted to not live in God's standards, but they would rather eat jelly beans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and claim it to be healthy, which would be empty satisfaction and will give them false joy. And it looked good again on the outside, right? But on the inside, they were full of junk. And this is what he wanted to prevent. And see, in today's world, our distractions, we have so many of them. So many people will try to come in and distract us. Maybe you even have friends that when you, whenever you're going through a tough time, like they don't, they don't point you towards Jesus, but they point you to getting a bottle of wine. Or maybe they're like, hey, man, you're feeling down. Like, hey, let's go out. Let's go party. Let's go live it up. Like going to alcohol or to try to ease or fix those problems, it won't do anything but give you false joy. Like drugs, like that's going to give you false joy. Food, that's going to give you false joy. Work is going to give you false joy. We have to take our problems to Jesus. And that's truth. So the way for us to walk in complete joy is to live in truth. I want you to write that down. The way that we walk in joy is to actually live in truth. And that means to live in Jesus. And it's not what we want to be true, right? It's not like whatever we want to be true is true, but it's what is actual truth. That you can even find our mission statement to be true. Like this is one of the reasons I love it. It is that we exist to be a bridge to bring people to freedom, purpose, and fulfillment in Jesus Christ. That the truth is Jesus is the only one that can give you freedom. That's truth. That whatever pain you're going through. That, that whatever problems that you have. Jesus, Jesus can give you freedom from that. Nothing else will do that. No other God, little g, could ever do that for you. Jesus has also given us freedom from our sins, that that all of our sins lead to destruction. But Jesus took what we deserve on a cross so that we can have life. And it's that whatever you've done by accepting Jesus, he gives you freedom through forgiveness. This means you no longer have to be weighed down by your guilt. That you no longer have to be weighed down by your shame and the feeling of guilt and, and shame. It does not feel good. It doesn't feel good. That shame and guilt is one of the leading causes to suicide in our nation because of the built up anxiety that it brings. And so Jesus is saying, hey, live in me. Like live in me. I'm truth. I will give you freedom. Live in me. I'm truth. I will give you freedom from those addictions. Live in me. I am truth. It will also give you purpose. That Jesus will give you a purpose for your life. When you receive freedom from um, when you receive freedom from Jesus, when He gives you that freedom, He will give you a purpose for your life. That you will live in what you've been 
designed for, which is what? That we've talked about this a lot and a lot. It is to obey his commands, which are to love God and love people. That, that loving God is having this genuine relationship with God. It's that worship isn't just a Sunday thing. Right? Like we only we we don't only just worship on Sundays, that worship should happen every single day. That he doesn't just want you on the weekends, that he wants you for every second, every minute, every hour, every day. Jesus wants you. He wants he speaks through his word. That if you're not reading his word, I don't, I don't know how he's giving you this, this comfort and, and, and how he's giving you joy and love. We must be reading his word every day, praying to him every day. And we care for what he cares for, which is what? People. That we are loving people. That we're just using our times and our talents and, and, and our treasures to care for people. That we're fulfilling the needs in the community. Like, let's continue to be a church that is like that. Chancellor High School this week graduated. And guess what? They received our gift cards and our letters this week. Every student did. Like, that's what it looks like for the Bridge Church to love people. Every Monday, we're feeding people that are in need. Like, that's what it looks like to love people. The Bridge Kids showed love this week by visiting their neighbors and, and giving out food and banana bread and, and writing letters. Like, that's what it looks like for us to love. Like, that's what it looks like for us to live in truth. But a part of loving people is to share truth. I want you to hear me on this. A part of loving people is not just living in truth, but it's also sharing truth. Verse 10 says, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. So I don't want you to get confused by what this means by welcoming. Like, like what John is meaning here is that when we're welcoming them, it would look like to live a life that would agree with them, with these deceivers. When welcoming them, it would, it would, it would look like a life that would say that their truth was absolute truth. It would be like that you are willing to die for their truth, that you are willing to protect their truth, to say their truth will get them into heaven, to agree with theory that everybody's right. That's what he meant by welcome them. It was to share in their wicked work that would have left those people hopeless and with no joy. But he never says not to share truth with them. He never says not to befriend them. He never says not to care for them. He never says not to love them. He never says not to share truth with them. Sharing truth brings us joy. Megan and I just have this, this huge burden. We have this huge burden for all people, especially people that don't know Christ. And let me add to that, especially a group of people that deceive called Mormons, especially Mormons. Uh, they, they, they are a group of people that are deceived and will even deceive others. 
And so joining into their beliefs is, is what it would look like welcoming them. But we don't do that. Like we just share truth with them. And so maybe you're here, you're watching online and you're like, what, what, what does that even mean? Like, what is a Mormon? What, who is a Mormon? Like, how do they deceive you? Like, what is that? Um, Mormons believe this quote, Joseph Smith was their prophet and um, he was their first prophet. And this is, this is what he says. He stands up at this funeral and it's called a King Follett discourse. And he says this, and he claims to again, speak for God. He claims to, to be the prophet for God, that God is speaking through him. And he says this, we've imagined and supposed that God was God for all eternity. I refute that idea. I'm going to take away the veil so that you may see. So he basically says like, hey, you've believed this about God all your life, that, that the Bible says this about God that's actually not true. Let me unveil this so that you can see this. And he says this, that we have to learn to become gods like the gods were once before us. Joseph Smith is saying that we can become a God one day, that, that we can become a God of our own planet, that Jesus became a God and hasn't always been, that you can become a God someday. Now back to verse 10, there's this guy that took this completely out of context that he would have said by befriending them, by loving on them, by caring for them, by sharing truth with them. We were welcoming them in a way that John would have disagreed with. And it's because people like him, it's those people like him that when they knock at your door, you pretend that you're not home. You don't share truth with them. You just pretend like they're, you're not home. You don't answer the door and they're there waiting for you. It's one of the easiest ways for us to share truth that they're literally coming to you and you pretend like you're not there and don't answer. One Mormon told me that an owner said, my dog is Baptist. I'm Baptist and my gun is Baptist. Get off my porch. That's not truth. That's not love. That's not caring for them. God has asked us Christians to one, have an answer and a two, share the truth. And I can only think about Jesus in this moment that it was Jesus that welcomed sinners. That he's the one that had left the 99 to chase the one. That he sat with tax collectors who look, who were looked down upon during that day. He met with an adulterous woman at a well who had five husbands and the person that she was sleeping with was not even her husband. He walked into sinners homes. He became man for those who were deceived so they can know truth. So John is saying, don't become deceived, but share truth to the deceived. In fact, in Romans 10, tells us this. Paul says this in verse 13, for everyone, anytime that you see something that says everyone, I want you to circle that, highlight that, underline that because he's, he's drawing attention. He really wants you to hear this. He says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter what your past looked like. It doesn't matter if you were deceived before, but if you just call on the name of Jesus, you'll be saved. Verse 14 says this in Romans 10, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? 
that there are Mormons today that are not even hearing the truth about who Jesus is because you decide to not enter the door, but run and hide. He says, how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Are you sharing truth? Like, who's the last person that you shared truth with? Like a lot of times people walk around and say, man, I just, I don't feel joy. I don't feel happy anymore. I don't know what's going on. The question is, are you sharing truth? And maybe that's why you're not feeling joy. Are you walking and living in joy? Maybe that's why you're, you're depressed and have anxiety. Verse 15 says, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. As someone that follows truth, God has called all of us to go and share it. So are you sharing that? We are to share truth and that brings joy. So the question is, what is truth? Like, what does that look like in our life? Well, the truth is this. Isaiah 43, 10 says, before me, there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. So we can't become a God one day. There aren't many gods. We can't have a God of our own planet. We can't be a God of our own planet because it says before God, there was no God formed and neither shall there be after him. Isaiah 44, 6, he says, I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. He even asks a question. He says, is there a God besides me? In verse 40, in verse uh, Isaiah 44, 8, he says, there is is no God. I know not one. Deuteronomy 4.35 says, you were shown these things so that you might know who the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other. Deuteronomy 4.39 says, acknowledge and take heart this day that the Lord is God. Heaven above and earth below, there is no other God. There's only one God. So the truth is, there's one God. The truth is, we haven't lived up to his standards. The truth is we deserve death and wrath. And the truth is God loves us and doesn't want us to have eternal destruction. In fact, he even says, Peter says this, verse nine says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Get this, like this is how much he cares for y'all. Like this is how much he doesn't want you to have destruction. Like this is how much he doesn't want you to have everlasting punishment. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. It is that he wants you to turn away from those things that will lead you to destruction begin start following truth the truth is that he sent his son for you the truth is that his son took god's wrath for you the truth is that if you accept jesus as your lord and savior you are forgiven he wants everyone to turn away from this false satisfaction to turn away from things that give you this false joy and run towards truth that brings you fulfillment and brings you real joy it is this living truth and sharing truth says this jesus gives you fulfillment is that jesus gives us the fulfillment that he's the only one that can gives us give us joy 
And that if we really are living in his purpose, that we'll find joy out of that. That we'll find joy living in truth. That we'll find joy when we're sharing the truth. That we'll find joy when we're caring for people. That we'll, we'll have joy when we're loving on people. Like, why do you feel happy? Why do you feel like this, this urge of happiness, this, this urge of, of joy when you give a gift to someone? Like, have you ever felt that? Like on Christmas Day, what brings you joy? When your parents or, or when your kids are opening up their gifts? Like, how awesome is that? Or like when you just pay for the person behind you? Don't you feel joy from that? Or, or what about on Mondays when we're serving the community? It's that joy that he gives you. So we have to live in truth. We have to live in Jesus, not the distractions of this world. Because the distractions of this world says it's all about me. That it's this me mindset. And when it becomes all about you and not him, it will lead you towards destruction. It'll lead you towards death. And you won't be satisfied. You won't find fulfillment. You won't have any joy. Because it's Jesus. He's the only one that can give you life and give you joy abundantly. So that's truth. And that truth will set you free. And so maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you, you don't have joy. And, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've just been living in a state of, of, of not happy, not being happy. Living in a state of depression and, and having anxiety. And you just realize that, man, it's because I haven't been living in truth. And it's because I haven't been sharing truth. And maybe because I never knew anything about truth. I want you to know this. That today you can follow Jesus and know truth. And so if it's you today that don't have a relationship with Christ, in the comments, I just want you to type the word follow. That you would just type the word follow. Or that you would fill out that connect card and in the comments, you would put the word follow or you would say, I want to have a relationship with Jesus and we'll contact you. Or maybe you're here today and you do have a relationship with Christ. And you're like, yes, like, man, I got to continue to live in truth. I got to, you have to continue to live in truth and you got to share truth, not just by your actions, but, but with your words, like tell your neighbors about Jesus and buy your neighbors to the live stream, share this live stream, tell people about this truth. That's going to give them freedom. There are people all around the world that are putting their, their joy and, and, and hope and other things. It's Jesus. He's the only one that's going to give them freedom. Tell them about this Jesus that's going to give them a purpose for their life. There are people that are walking around here that have no purpose. And that have no joy. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word. That your word brings truth. And that you bring everlasting life. God, if there are people on this live stream that just have not begun following you yet. That maybe they're deceived or, or, or maybe their, their, their hearts are just not in it. 
God, I pray that you will move their hearts. You will change their hearts to, to want to know you. And if you're in, if you're someone out there that, that typed the word follow or, or you're just filling out the connect card and you're, you're putting the word follow and you're like, what, what do I do? Like, how do I give my life to Christ? Like, how do I start this genuine relationship with Jesus? It looks like this. You, you pray to the Lord. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so it looks like this. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm falling and I'm depraved. But I've heard this good news that you have died on a cross for me. That you have resurrected from the grave so that I can have life, so that I can have freedom, so I can have purpose and so that I can have fulfillment. And so I here and now accept you as the Lord of my life and the king of my heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. you congratulations like congratulations like now you get to follow jesus like you have you can have full satisfaction that no matter what's happening in the world you have joy in christ because you trust in him you rely on him you're going to follow him for the rest of your days praise the lord for you i'm so thankful for you fill out that connect card and let us know also connect group started last week that's awesome. Come on. If you still have not joined a connect group, hey, it's okay. You still can. Like, it's still not too late. So you can just join in one. You can find them at the bridge, fxbg.org, and then just click connect groups and join one. It's a place that we can do life together that you're just bonding with people. Um, if you're like me, man, I'm missing people. And um, I'm just excited that I get to be a part of some of the connect groups that are going on. So anyhow, man, I love y'all so, so much. I want you to continue to live in truth and share truth this week. Be a bridge. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. We will have new messages uploaded each week on our website at thebridgefxbg.org and all social media platforms. Have a blessed week and remember, always be a bridge.